Welcome to show 96 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today we are traveling to Sweden to talk to a cloth nappy biz called Little Bus. I'm so excited to have Lania on the show to share about her brand and some of the work she's doing in the cloth nappy industry. Uh, the Cloth Diaper Podcast is a somewhat regular show dedicated to sharing stories of cloth diapering. And as we hit our almost 100th episode, we have so many great stories to share with you that it is starting to get a little crazy. My name is Bailey. I've been the host of the Cloth Diaper Podcast for four years now and been working with you on sharing stories from brands and retailers. I've been doing this because I think it's so important for us to talk to brands directly and start to have some more leadership and thought and thinking in this community. One thing that I would love to have you consider today is to start your own podcast because your girl is getting overwhelmed. And if somebody else would like to help support us in recording shows and putting out some great content and changing up the narrative that's going on out there, I would welcome you all on board. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions, but honestly, I am still making it up as I go and I'm not the best at podcasting to be great. Anyways, today's show is with Linnea from Sweden, and she has a podcast, so if you are listening, she'll share the information about her podcast at the end of the show, but it's so fun connecting with international guests. I get to put another pin on my map, and you get to learn about another international brand doing some local manufacturing. Uh, don't forget the show notes are always available at clothdiaperpodcast.com. Today's episode of the Cloth Diaper Podcast is brought to you by Bungie's Diapers. Bungie's Diapers is a cloth diaper subscription service. You get three different options that help you build your stash and curve that fluff addiction. Every month, your Bungie's subscription ships before the end of the month, so you know when to watch your mailbox. You'll receive your Bungie's just in time to celebrate all month long with seasonal prints available, wet bags, inserts, and all sorts of incredible products. To learn more and to subscribe to your Bungie's Diapers monthly package, you can go to Bungie'sDiapers.com. That's B-U-N-G-I-E-S, Bungie'sDiapers.com. And those are definitely some words that I was having some trouble with. You can also shop some of their pre or like their past orders as well online and they have a wide selection and subscription. I definitely have some fans and followers who have a Bungie subscription and I always love seeing what they get. So thank you Bungies for supporting us this past Black Friday and I look forward to seeing more in the future. Yeah, uh, so uh, I'm a 22 year old mom uh, from Sweden. And I got my daughter when I was 20 and a full-time student. Um, so I, I didn't really know about cloth diapers to begin with. And my first contact with it was when I got to try out a pack of different models from my fiance's sister as a gift uh, on our baby shower. Mm. So when we got our daughter, I actually... Uh, I wasn't even gonna try them out. <laughs> uh, Why not? Why not? No. <laughs> uh, I uh, I thought it was a bit scary, and I didn't know how to use it and washing with an apartment and all that. But once the trash bag started to fill up with all these diapers, uh, I had to give it a try, and. Uh, 
when it looked really cute on, I had this um, smart bottom purple tool shell with some little lamb inserts in it. And once it looked so cute, I started to research about cloth diapers and I found out how much money you could actually save from using cloth. <laughs> then I was totally hooked. <laughs> what is the word for cloth diaper in Sweden? Tigibuloya. Okay. That is a big word for me. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. I'm not even, I'm not great with languages. Um, and sometimes it's a simple word and sometimes it's not. Your sister-in-law gave you some diapers and exactly. are you living in a city in Sweden or like rural? Uh, yeah, not in a big city, but uh, a smaller city called the uh, Karlstad. <laughs> and then and it's the trash. And the trash is always like, it adds up, hey? Like my mom, she only gets garbage pickup every other week. So if we go visit her Ooh, and we yeah. are using disposables, it's like suddenly overwhelming. Uh, and you're like, this is a bad idea. I should be using cloth right now. Wouldn't have to worry about that. <laughs> yes, exactly. And now yeah. it's been two years and you have launched a cloth diaper brand in Sweden that's manufacturing out of a Swedish factory. What inspired you to go from, oh, this is a cute solution, a great solution to diaper waste uh, into starting a brand? And what is your brand? Uh, yeah, uh, once I started to try them out and I researched more about cloth diapers, mm -hmm. I found out how fun it was and how experimentative and creative it could be about trying different models and brands. So I started an Instagram account. <laughs> where yeah, I like we all diapers. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, once on Instagram, I found this huge, amazing and loving community uh, which I fell in love with. Mm -hmm. I have so many friends, uh, which I haven't really had as a child or teenager. I've always been quite old. I always call myself 40, <laughs> even though I'm 20, because I, I feel so old. And now I have lots of friends that are way older than me, and I feel very comfortable in this community, and everybody is so loving. So that's kind of how I have grew. grew this did you find? Yeah. Uh, did you find a Swedish community or an international community online? Where what kind of people did you discover? Uh, it was both international. Okay. I listened to this podcast, <laughs> uh, and I also. There is a Facebook group for Swedish cloth diaper users. Okay. And it's quite huge. It has like 10,000 members. That and was my next there, question is what does that Swedish cloth diaper community look like? What is that? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite uh, big online. It's uh, uh, very active and it has many new people coming in every day. So we get questions in the group. Uh, fluently, maybe like 10, 20 from new people every day want to oh, try wow. out. And it's also a very big pre-loved market, mm -hmm. which is really good because then you can try different models and brands very cheap if you don't have that much money and want to find a diaper that fits for you and your kids. Would you say that cloth diapering is 
kind of mainstream? Like, do people know about it in Sweden? I mean, you you talked about how you didn't know about cloth diapering, but your sister-in-law had given you some diapers. So if you were to ask a new mom, like, what's kind of the feel? How many parents know about cloth diapering or what's that general gist that you get? I feel like uh, the generation above us knows about cloth diapering and that they used it for their kids and for us. Uh, but... I don't feel that that many young moms know about cloth diapering. I have asked people and they don't really know. And there's always that stigma that it's much laundry and it's gross and smells <laughs> and everything. And it's nothing like that. Uh, so I don't feel like that many people know, but it's growing, I believe. Mm-hmm. That well, more that's good. people I mean, get to know. Growth is awesome. So hopefully in a couple of years, everybody knows, right? Yes, we so actually, uh, this year, it started a preschool that only used cloth diapers. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. Very cool. And um, phenomenal for everybody involved. That's something I we could probably embrace around the world is how can we offer cloth as a solution for preschools and daycares. So, but you've started a brand here. Why, yes. <laughs> why did you start a brand? What, tell me about your brand and about your products that you sell. Um, was this, what were you looking to do in launching a cloth diaper brand this summer, this past summer? Uh, yeah. Um, my brand is called the Lil Boos and uh, it creates hand made by me, mostly cloth diapers, cloth pads and reusable products, such as uh, dishcloths and uh, coffee filters and stuff. So- and I was on your website today, Linnea, and I, the, the diaper isn't what I thought it might be. It's not a traditional, I, what would we call, what we call what a snap diaper traditional. It's a little bit different. So do you think you yeah. could describe it to somebody over the phone here? Yeah, <laughs> my brand is kind of my creative space. I discover different types of diapers with it that I wish I had for my daughter. Uh, so it's yeah. not really diapers existing on the market. Uh, it's I love usually, it. Uh, I usually like uh, to make products for older kids or for those who practice elimination communication. So I like the pull-up mm-hmm. function <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so yes. uh, my oldest uh, diaper is the all-in-three as a G diaper, I would describe it. Uh, mm-hmm. Like with a pouch that you put inserts in, but uh, it's only pull up. So, what she's, what, uh, my understanding is that it was like a, yeah, it was a PUL pouch that snapped into like a pull on cotton bloomer, and you would yeah, put an exactly. absorbent insert into the PUL pouch. So, very much like uh, the G diaper system, but a yes. little bit different because you've, you've um, adapted it to work with a pull-on short. And then my understanding is that would be advantageous for anybody who's looking at cloth diapering, but especially those who are considering elimination communication, correct? Exactly. Okay. And uh, uh, all kind of my diapers go in that style. Like I have side-snapped pocket diapers as well, which one of them is, I believe, the first pocket diaper with linen as a natural material on the inside. With what? Sorry? A linen. Linen. Yeah, linen. Sorry. Okay. No, no, sorry. <laughs> it's cool. Um, I was trying to make sense. Linen 
yes, there's not much for pocket with linen at all on the market. Why did you no. choose? Why did you choose that textile? Um, it's a it's a very environmental friendly uh, fabric mm-hmm. that doesn't need that much water to produce, and also it feels as cool as uh, athletic whipping jersey does for baby skin, but it feels wet instead of dry. And it's also a very neat material, so it gets a very slim and trim diaper (laughs) on the bum. (laughs) Yeah, well, and so that's what I've heard about linen from other manufacturers as well, and it's always like, why are we not using this more? It sounds like this great fabric. Uh, Did you practice elimination communication with your child? Uh, Yes, we did from five months, I believe. We started to... Uh, elimination communication with her and she stopped with uh, poopy diapers immediately Mm -hmm. so we had only pee in our diapers uh, for just about now Uh, one week ago she is completely dry so now we don't have diapers anymore (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the world of continuing to sell cloth diapers without a baby in cloth um it is congratulations as well on that potty training or that completion of learning to use the bathroom is awesome it's like one last thing to do it's it's interesting I this conversation of elimination communication has really picked up in the last couple of years and yeah uh the products that are being made are so cool I uh I follow Heidi over at easy peasy and she also right talks a lot about EC and the products being designed and it's it's so cool like I definitely would have been more curious to try it with a pull-on options and with options that were like easier because really the modern cloth diaper is not easy to pull on or off a child um, like some of the elimination options are. Yeah. Exactly. That's why my most recent, because not all people are comfortable with the all-in-three systems. They are more like on-the-go <laughs> types of diapers. That's why I created the uh, pull-up all-in-one diaper recently, which is on pre-order right now for me. Uh, so it's uh, uh, just a pull-up all-in-one diaper with bamboo on the inside. And it's really soft and it's really cool. Oh, and you were making all of your products. Are you still making all of your products yourself? You talked about transitioning into a factory. How has that gone? What's that looking like for you right now? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I really want to have my diapers made in Sweden, so that they are so that they are local and uh, mm-hmm. made nearby. Uh, the factory I'm trying out is uh, still practicing on making cloth diapers because. There's not any manufacturers in Sweden that has made cloth diapers before. Uh, I have looked <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it's but, not it's not common internationally no. at all, besides like China. In the United exactly. States, in the United States, work at home parents who who kind of go through this story that you are there's no factory option. So it was really yeah. cool to read in your email that you have, were working with a factory to see if you could bring cloth into it. Was it easy to find a textile manufacturer or factory that was wanting to give it a go? Or did you spend a little bit of time in that wrestling, finding someone? I spent some time. I have made yeah. several people. And just because I'm quite a small business as well, 
here in Sweden, since oh, yes. cloth is not mainstream, they want me to order very large amounts, <laughs> which <laughs> yes. I cannot afford. <laughs> but I found a manufacturer, but they think the pure fabric is quite hard to <laughs> practice on. So they are still practicing on that and uh, we'll look into it more. And in the meantime, I'll continue to make diapers on my own until they have practiced. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're still doing it. You're still a one woman operation until you can get it kind of going, but it's so cool. And it's so exciting to hear that you are looking into local manufacturing, like congratulations, Linnea. Like that is Thank you. an amazing accomplishment and so awesome for your community. Are you, you talked about linen and you've talked about PUL and a lot of textiles and that sustainability factor. Are you able to source your fabrics locally or are you been getting them from elsewhere? Just like a general, you don't have. Uh, I uh, generally only buy from European fabric manufacturers. Uh, there's not many textiles made directly in Sweden. It's the linen fabrics and uh, wool you can buy Swedish. Oh, okay. Generally, uh, it's interesting to learn what a country manufactures. Um, talking with a lot of Americans recently, apparently a lot of people buy textiles out of Canada. I didn't really realize that even Canada made a huge textile industry. So I'm always kind of curious about where these products come from, because you never know. Uh, I was chatting with somebody else and they said, yeah, there's no textile. Oh, in Israel, there's no textiles in Israel at all. Like there's no textile manufacturing, but I don't know what Sweden is known for or what kind of manufacturing they do. Apparently you have textile factories of sorts. So you got that people can sew for you, but um, just being nosy about your manufacturing industry as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, It's not uh, that great. We, most of the fabrics are just bought in from other countries, but uh, I've read about it and linen can be produced in Sweden. Not many do, but there is possible. And wool is very popular. Swedish wool. It's called the Jämtlands Ull. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, wool is very pop- like um, wool is very popular throughout Europe. I think a lot of us source our wool out of the European Union generally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The sheep, sheep, I guess, maybe easier than uh, growing cotton or linen or bamboo. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <And> the snow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you. What has been one of your biggest challenges throughout your your journey of becoming a cloth diaper parent in Sweden and launching a brand? What's something that you say that you've like maybe been really challenging, but you've overcome it? Uh, for us, uh, uh, since we started cloth diapering, it hasn't been very hard. What I think mm-hmm. is, because our daughter has always practiced elimination communication, so I've never had any leakage problems or fitting problems. We could have turned the diaper upside down on her and it wouldn't <laughs> be a problem. <laughs> but uh, as I thought about it, the hardest part, I think, has been other people's thoughts about what cloth diapers are, especially preschool has been very hard for us um, in the community we hear often questions about and the stories about uh, parents that being denied cloth diapering at preschool. Mm-hmm. And we were one of them. We had a meeting with one of our preschool teachers and 
I nervously brought up cloth diapering and she was fine with it and accepted it. But her mem- uh, other, the other preschool teachers did not. So we needed to have this awkward communication with the principal by email. And once she okayed it, it was like this awkward, tense feeling leaving our daughter at preschool because they were a bit annoyed about it. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, that was the hardest part. Now they are fine with it. She's even dry and they were very pleased that you could get dry that fast with cloth diapers. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you think, what, what do you think was the cause of that? Do you think it's just um, mis, misinformation, myths, bad experiences, um, just general know-how? Lack of I think, yeah, I think it's quite a lot about the myths. I think that people uh, that doesn't know about the cloth diapering uh, today believes that cloth diapers are these like cloths that you put on mm-hmm. <laughs> still <laughs> with like gems or stuff to hold it tight and that you need, I don't know, like this plastic on top of it to make it work. And that they see cloth diapering as it was maybe like six years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so, so frustrating. It's so frustrating because it's like sixty years have come and gone. We've reinvented it. This is so much better. Yeah. So I think that that we need to bring out more information about cloth to pregnant people, to new new parents, to parents that has older children that needs diapering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say it's frustrating that this conversation and the struggle with the preschool is international. Um, I think a lot of parents listening can understand. And it's amazing that you were able to somehow persuade them to let you do it. What kind of, what do you think, why do you think they let you try it? I mean, you talk about it being tense at first, but they still said yes. They didn't say no and shut you down completely. Uh, no, the principal uh, was very okay with cloth diapering once we started to email her about it. I think it was more the preschool teachers that weren't a fan. The principal mm-hmm. even talked to the staff and uh, told them that it was completely okay. And she came up to me later on and talked to me about it and said that I didn't have to worry and (laughs) don't need to be sad about it. So she was great, the principal. And my preschool teachers are great in other ways. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying, but just that part was hard for them. Yeah, and it's probably just, I mean, the learning curve. You even mentioned a little bit yourself, a little bit of that learning curve when you first experienced cloth diapering, when you first got the hand package and learning how to use it. And sometimes once we get over that hump, it it gets a lot better, hey? Yes. Yeah. And uh, that's also what I'm a part of. I am in the council of the Swedish organization, Blöjebrodet. And it works a lot with bringing information about cloth diapers and elimination communication out to the country. And uh, we also have competitions and events and mingles and stuff like that. Oh, cool. I love it. Yeah. It's very fun to work with. That is, that's awesome. And I would, you guys, I am totally tangent from the show is, do you, could you send me a link? Do they have a website? 
with what uh, you're yes, with the... a very outdated one but it's coming oh. a new one in December oh, okay. <laughs> well keep me in touch I would be very interested in staying in touch with um it from an international perspective because right now we are working on trying to form uh, an association here in North America and oh. just wanting to connect with other like associations to uh, just connect because I think we should all be kind of on the same page rooting for each other. So feel yeah. free to stay in touch, Linnea, about that and let them know to watch out for what's happening in North America. And I would love to follow and watch what they're doing, even though, I mean, it's going to be in Swedish, but the good thing about 2022 is that it's called Google Translate. Yeah. <laughs> things, things translate, text translates so well. So I can try to figure out things really well. That is so cool that you have a council that is working on trying to do some of this advocacy work because I'm sure that you found out and I'm finding out a lot of that advocacy work, like working with preschoolers and parents and preschool teachers. It's like you can do it one-to-one, but it's it's tiring and it sucks that every parent has to go through it. And it's like there's got to be a better way to do it. Like there's got to be a yeah. way we can come together and do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, what are you going to school for? Uh, I'm going to be a middle school teacher oh. in the future. In the future. So yeah, it's quite a while. <laughs> it's quite a while still. I mean, you've got a cloth diaper brand that you're growing right now. What does that look like? Are you hoping to maybe one day continue this business and be a middle school teacher? Uh, hopefully I can do my brand full time after I finished school as long as I like and love it. <laughs> so and after that, when I'm a bit older and maybe aren't as into the community, maybe my kids don't have diapers for a long time anymore, <laughs> then I can start having being a middle school teacher <laughs> you'll have your fallback plan that's okay I went to school for things too that I'm not doing right now um who is it oh I think Luludu. Luludu is a brand off the coast of California and she is also a teacher mm-hmm. um she was a teacher 12 years ago and now she's not it's it, the interesting world or the interesting places that the world takes us, yeah, right? Really. Um, <laughs> what has been, how has managing your wash routine gone? It, it sounds like you don't deal with poop, so that might make it easier for you. Have you had any struggles with that? And do you have any advice for parents, especially I have a lot of European parents listening um, who are looking to start cloth diapering and anxious about washing? Yeah. Uh, Washing is not that hard as people think. Our routine has (laughs) always been to, even when we had poo, we just uh, uh, washed it off with uh, the shower and then we poured it into the toilet. And after Mm -hmm. that, we store them in a wet bag in three days until we started to do laundry. And before that, we dried them because we were living in an apartment where we shared laundry room. So then we maybe washed our diapers every fifth or sixth day. But now when we live in another apartment with our own laundry machine, we (laughs) did every third day. And we washed them in 60 degrees, environmental friendly uh, What's that called? 
detergent is that yeah the exactly and yeah and that's it <laughs> a long program i think uh our tagline really should be it's not as difficult as you think it might be yeah exactly <laughs> it's not as difficult as you might think it might be and i'm sure that's i i mean that in north america i know wash routines is what hangs people up the most is like they'll buy the diapers they'll be excited about it and it's like figuring out how to wash them is like the um, the stone the what blocks them yeah. on the path and they're like ah but it really is not as difficult and you can find a routine that works for you because it just sounds like you've experimented with different things depending on your living situations right yes. you know used to wash once a week ish compared to every couple of days ish and um Elimination communication is definitely a great tool in supporting that. I, yeah, I just am, I love it. It's just because I think, oh, we should shout it from the rooftops, Linnea, because if I had known about it when I had babies, you know, yeah, just like cloth diapers. <laughs> a lot of people who don't know about cloth diapers. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you'd love to share about your journey in cloth diapering in Sweden that we haven't talked about today? I could mention for the Swedish listeners or for other. Uh, listeners that wants to listen to Swedish for about <laughs> 40 minutes. Me and my companion Frida, who's also having a cloth diaper business in Sweden. We have a podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's called the Lafu Podden uh, or Little Fluffy Podcast <laughs> in English. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. And uh, we're also talking about these kinds of stuff, washing routines, different brand reviews. And what companies are doing in the world right now and stuff like that. So if you're into listening to that and or want to learn Swedish, you can come along. <laughs> you should have told me about that right from the get-go, girl. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Are probably lots of listeners even in North America who are of Swedish descent and maybe they know Swedish. Yeah. So if we can connect people up, that's fantastic. And it fills my heart with so much joy to hear that you've started a Swedish podcast and I love the name. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you say? The little, the little fluffy, what did you say? Podcast. Yeah, translate it to? Yeah, Lila. The little fluffy podcast. Yeah, Lila Fufpodem. Ah, I love it. It's just, it's like, I feel like I should change the name of my cat podcast. Just become the fluffy podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. We can find you online, right? Like if we wanted to look for... Labol, Labol, your brand. It's on Instagram and as well on the internet. And how do I spell that? L I L B U S. Like a rapper called Lil Bus, <laughs> but it's Lil Bus. Little, a little bus. <laughs> little, little bus. Oh yes. Okay. So you find her on Instagram. L-I-L-B-U-S dot S-E. Little bus, yeah, little bus. Um, you've got all your great products that you're making in Sweden. You've got not just cloth diapers, but we've got menstrual pads. We've got all sorts of things, right? Because you make everything, if it's a textile, pretty much in reusable, hey? Yeah. <laughs> everything okay. eco-friendly. Yeah, everything. Everything eco-friendly. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Lilia, and taking the time to share a little bit of your story. I really enjoyed learning about Sweden from you today and about your journey in cloth diapering. Um, and I really do wish you all the best. 